Yo, 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 it's your boy Sneaky from R&R, recognition and respect. Tune in every Monday from 8 to 9 to catch up with me and my adventures and hear from my guests, ranging from artists to entrepreneurs and much, much more. Catch us every Monday of the week on the west side of the after party. See you at the party, y'all. Monday evening, you're tuning in to Recognition and Respect with your boy Sneaky. I'm here in the studio with Faze. Say what's up, Faze. What up, y'all? How y'all doing? So, uh, we'll get to Faze in a bit. We had some crazy <laughs> adventures right now. Uh, let me tell you about all that. So, there is a festival being planned by uh, the county. for. It's called the L.A. River Festival. Ooh. If you're familiar with the L.A. River, uh, you know, it connects basically Maywood to Long Beach. And there's a section... Um, right outside of Holiday Park, where the entrance is, where they're actually planning to throw a festival. We're going to be down in the river. It's going to be all permitted, all legal. And the real cool thing is that, you know, a politician said, hey, I want the community to be involved, and it's actually happening. So I was at a meeting on Monday last week. The next one is going to happen June 4th. It's going to happen in Linwood, location to be determined. But uh, if you're interested, business owners, artists, anybody who, you know, thinks that there should be a more thriving community here in the southeast, uh, a more, you know, 
an activation of the river so that it could be a community space that's beautiful and not just for the tweakers and the crackheads <laughs> and whoever's down to just go down there and do shit illegal. You know, we're trying to make it like a sustainable space that, you know, is actually funded and kept. So if you want to be involved, come down, hit me up online. I'll get you all the info as it comes to me. Uh, it's going to be around 6 p.m., 6 to 8, I believe. So I'm only going to be able to be there for the first half since I got my shows. But uh, if you all want to come, reach out, come out, let your voice be heard. It's, I think it's really beautiful. A lot of people there that I recognize, and I feel like we need to have some more new faces to give it like a really L.A. representation, you know? Uh, Milk Crate Mondays, every Monday night at the Melody Lounge. Uh <laughs> Face and I will be there after the show if you want to come out, buy a beer, you know, grab a flyer, listen to some all vinyl sets, all DJ vinyl night in Chinatown, um, funk, reggae, super chill vibes. Uh, like, I like the low light in there. It makes me look better. Me um, <laughs> and then on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday was like one giant thing, right? We hung out Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, yeah, man. So uh, we started off at the EOTR send-off show. And if you don't know, East of the River, I've talked about them on the show before. They went out to the uh, Rotterdam New School, New School Rules. Rules. Yeah, man, it's always good to see fucking people doing their thing. Little fundraiser send off, you know, tell them, you know, do good. We had some tacos. We I, didn't have, have no tacos. I didn't have no tacos <laughs> either. But, you know, it was a taco thing. We went and then uh, we went to we met up at Indy, had a couple craft beers, dropped some flyers off. Then we it. went to the Chaos Network for bananas. bananas. Which Shout is out to Verbs. Verbs. Death o- LA. Always a staple of the hip-hop community. It's every third Tuesday, right? I believe so. Every third every Tuesday. Every third Tuesday. So if you want to see, you know, the hardest working people in local underground hip-hop, you want to show up to bananas at the Chaos Network. Super dope. And then I had some studio time with Face and Bartos. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had to cut it short because yeah, I had work. Of course, of course, of course. Work, a responsible but, uh, family man right here, we understand. Yeah. But And then we shot your video. Oh, yeah, damn, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's why you said two days. It yeah. was like two days. Well, then we did a video for Loco. Look out for that, you it's know. It's going to yeah. come out. It's going to be sick. Dave Hugh Images uh, shot it for us. He did work. Uh, it the was drone awesome. shots? Yeah, the drone shots. Oh, my God, the drone awesome. shots. It's great. It's looking good. And then I got to DJ at ELAC, eat a bunch of free food, and hear about the next generation of scholars who are trying to transfer out and do higher education. Was that hip-hop? No, that wasn't hip-hop. Summit. No, no, no. That was uh, another one. Uh, it was like uh, the program who threw Hip-Hop Summit. This is like they, they brought some people who actually finished the program. Oh, okay. And they were like asking, had a panel of like, oh, and was college hard? Or how do you handle working jobs and the balance? And so it's real good, just informational and really trying to just be a support system for those first-gen students whose like parents didn't go to college, so they don't have a model for that right, right. so they try to build that in and then uh i did my event at indie gallery it was a low turnout honestly with everybody in vegas and yep. dancer having to drop out last minute because of work stuff and uh cultivarte was in the house though they killed it we did a lot of networking stuff the food was bomb if you don't know about roxana's food truck you better find out because <laughs> roxana underscore foods Roxanne, Roxanne. On uh, Instagram, <laughs> she's bomb. I had a burrito. I tasted the pupusas. Everything that I heard, the food was bomb. I wasn't expecting a truck because they usually have little pop-ups, and, right, but they right. had a fucking lunch truck. I was like, damn, they're going All in right. today. Oh, so we could cuss on the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. First cool. Amendment. We, we support the First Amendment in the show. I was so like, scared. Nah, nah, nah. Like, Let me, where's, the, where's the button? I'm going to be like Biggie, by the way. Happy birthday to Biggie. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be like Biggie with the button. HBD. <laughs> yeah, man. And then I finally saw the Avengers. 
And so we might be talking about that a little bit today because I hear faces a little bit of a Marvel uh, aficionado. I wouldn't say Marvel. I said comic books. Comic yeah. books in general? All right. In general. So that's yeah. what I did this past week. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Again, I always have events. I'm always out in the streets. If you ever want to meet up, talk about shit, fucking, you know, do some videos, whatever. Just let's come out, meet me out. He works. He works. <laughs> he works. I, I am in the streets. <laughs> I think we should talk about that. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right check it out, y'all. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm real about first impressions, and usually if you fuck up that first impression, I'm not fucking with you. He's probably the only person that ever came by and f that whole thing up, like, cause uh, yeah. at first I didn't like him. Tell him why. Yeah, tell him. All why. right, all right. So, <laughs> and I think this is important for the listeners to realize. You know, we 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 talked about it before. You wanted to have this conversation about like you know the beef and how it got squashed, but it's just important because. I offended this man, and I didn't know why. You know what I mean? And I was walking around thinking that he was an asshole. And <laughs> I, I am. I am. <laughs> it's okay. I am. All right. So, I, but I, I was, I was walking around thinking that he was being an asshole to me unfairly. Is I think what. Yeah. Is, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that. You know, I was over here thinking that this fool was tripping, and um, we finally talked about it on Tuesday when we were out promoting. Yep. And uh, he let me know his point of view. And so just this is how it went down, right? My boy here, the reason why he's here and the reason we're going to get into is that he throws a monthly uh, hip-hop event called Hip Hops at the Golden Road, the pub at Golden Road on San Fernando Road in Glendale, yeah, northeast in Glendale, LA. Glendale, Atwater, Burbank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice, weird area. But it's, it's a nice, nice weird area. That's <laughs> a good way to put it. It's a nice, weird area. Yeah, it's on a lot of borders. Uh, the venue's dope. The beer's dope. The food's dope. So I showed up. Um, early, yeah. I showed up early because my homegirl was painting. I, you know, I brought her canvas in my car because it didn't fit. And I showed up with merch. And I was like just doing my networking thing. And then uh, I started trying to spit game at the managers and shit. Like, yo, let me throw an event here. Let me do. And in my head, I was just doing what I always do, right? You go somewhere, you see it's dope, you try to make connections. But what I didn't realize is that there's a whole history of people going into spaces and then trying to make connections and fucking it up. So aren't so, you? So then you. So you hear about me trying yeah. to like you know. I, yeah, get I my hear about up. this and I get hot. I mean, it wasn't just you though. It was other people that you know actually people that should know better uh, that went ahead and tried to take the the spot from under me. But really, what happens in LA and probably most cities uh, that have hip hop shows or any kind of genre thriving show, entertainment, any thri kind of thriving, thriving entertainment, entertainment yeah. is you get this venue, you find it, you work your ass off finding it, or however it comes about, you find this venue that's untouched, it's a virgin, and then you go ahead and you do your everything to make it pop. You make it pop, and then all of a sudden these other heads come in and they snatch it from under you, and it dilutes the purity of what you're doing, you know. And like it's, I've seen it happen with a lot of venues that start off popping and then they just go to shit because there's 20 hip-hop shows in two weeks and it's like dude you're not gonna have any kind of crowd that wants something different it's all the same lineups rotating saturation yeah get saturated, saturation yeah. and uh so the whole point of us doing golden roll when we got the offer was that it's untouched and so when you came about especially you being like the homie's homie and you try to snatch it i thought like you know it was disrespectful it's like an unspoken rule you don't go through the the, the managers in the venue you go through us right and uh Whatever it got, it got spoken out, and I kind of didn't even speak on it because I'm a hothead. I just kind of just was an asshole when I ran into him again, 
And uh, and it makes sense though, because when I told you, hey, you want my towel, and you looked at the logo, and then you were like, nah, and then you later on you told me, it's like, because I was handing out shit with my logo all night, like yeah. my logo was everywhere. Yeah. So you definitely were like, fuck this fool. Yeah, but I mean, it's all love now. He, you know, he came, he did, he took it in stride. I got to give it to him, because I would have just been like, fuck this fool, and kept going. He took it in stride. He came through to the next event, and he showed love. He put in work. The next event, the same thing. And I started noticing my boy Jelani, shout out to you, uh, Smooth J on Instagram. Um, he's, he's the reason we know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a, he told me, he's like, you know, he just has the best interest in heart, man. Give him a chance, and I did. And this man works hard. I'm not going to say as hard as me, but he's up there. <laughs> he works really hard. So I got to give it to him. He he broke through that that mode that I have about the first impression, and, and we good now. Yeah. We got a song coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you're we, on the, we in host, the streets. You're going to host. I'm going to say it now. He's going to host. He's going to co-host June's event with EOTR at Hip Hop's Brewery. Um, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll get to that later. All right. Um, so I yeah. think it's just really important, man, for anybody listening. If you're out there, you're trying to throw events or you're trying to network, uh, don't step on people's toes, man. Exactly. Find out. Who threw the thing, you know, who threw the event, find out the promoters, find out the hosts, and talk to them. And don't try to go over anybody's head or behind anybody's back. And, and I think one of the reasons why we ended up being cool is because I, I told Jelani, I was like, look, I tried to get the venue. And he was like, what the fuck? And yeah. I was like, I mean, yeah, I, I heard he was pretty hot. No, and and he, he doesn't get hot. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, I think like I was being honest about it because it wasn't like I was trying to do anything shady. And right, I think right, that's what right, it comes right, down to is right. like, don't be shady. Like... But shout out to the people at Golden Road because uh, they they, make they held sure, it down. They held it down. They and held they, it down. They make sure that I exclusively do hip hop. Nobody else does. So go ahead and try, but you're not gonna get it. <laughs> they're also nice people, dog. They're I show amazing. up early. They're they help amazing. set up. They're, they're like they're asking you if everything's running. They're like yeah, very. Yeah, it's a blessing. It's a support. It's a they they support. It, they're not just like oh do the do all the work and yeah. we'll just sit back. They're actually like hustling and moving tables and shit. So. Nah, it's a blessing. Uh, this opportunity is beautiful. You know, um, I really love it. So. If uh, I got to start off the generic question, if someone came up to you in the street and you're walking around with your three kids and your wife and they're like, yo, man, what do you do? Oh, man. Well, what would you how would you answer that? Any way you want to answer? It's a hard question because I do so much. But I think I'd start off with I'm a dad and a businessman. That's that's pretty much what defines me. I handle my business and I'm a dad. That's I do so many different businesses. I have, a you know, a stable nine to five job with benefits for my kids. Um, I you know, I handle all of the um, music stuff that's in my studio, uh, such as, you know, recording. I don't mix and I don't engineer. I send that out for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got time to sit but there. But you set up the microphones, set, you, you, yeah. in, you run the sessions, yeah, you exactly. hit the record button. Exactly. The easy stuff. Anyway, um, then I, you know, I have my team. Uh, it was much bigger, but it's Monster Mashup Clan, Up Clan for short. Uh, it's me, Barlow's, Tyree, Jay Dizzle, uh, you know, Jelani's part of it now. Um, we just all about taking the game to the next level. Then I also have Shuri Birth. Um, I'm mostly the music end. He does all the merch. And now my wife is branching off of that. And she has Beauty LA. Shout out to her Woo-hoo. for doing her thing. Um, that's, you know, yeah. So uh, there's like a big stacking of all. So you wear multiple hats, right? So how the fuck do you find the time? Like I don't sleep. Okay. <laughs> all right. Now, next question. <laughs> no, no, but, man, but really, because like I don't have a nine to five. You know, when you say I work, it's because I do this shit 24 seven. That's yeah, why work, I can I can I can be out there hustling and trying yeah. to make those connections. And, you know, so, but if I had to wake up in the morning and be somewhere and listen to some other fool tell me what to do all day, like yeah, maybe man. that's why you're an asshole. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, nice, nice 
stab right there. Uh, no, nah, man, it's actually a blessing to have my job. I, you know, I'm a high school dropout. Um, I got my GED, like, you know, and then I just went to some community college, but I didn't really do nothing. I'm, I'm working with people who got bachelors just through experience. You know, some of them even got higher than that. And I'm making really good money from my educational level, and I have benefits from my kids, really good benefits. So I don't ever have to worry about health care. Um, and then on top of that, you know, I have my my music stuff going on, and it's actually profitable now. Right. Um, it took a long time for me to get here, but I'm at a place where if it wasn't for my support system, though, let me shout that out right now. My wife, my mom's, my sister, my mom's, my, my wife's mom's. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. Like, they, they hold, hold it me down. down, like, to, to the point where it's like, I don't even have to say, yo, I got to do this interview. Like, I just go and do it, you know? Right. Like, I don't have to make that uh, a thing. I do, but I don't have to. Like, they're there. They're right, there for right, right. me for everything. And, you know, um, I can't believe there's people out here that, you know, they, they try to keep and separate kids because another one's working. That's not the case in, you know, my right. life. I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm blessed, man. I'm I, a blessed man. It's always good to fuck, be grateful and gratitude for that, you know? And yeah. I, I, I think it's dope that you appreciate that. I think yeah. that also comes out in your music and I the way you carry that, yourself because yeah. it's like, you're real, you know? Yeah. And that's why I was gonna I was like, you know what? I'm gonna work hard to fucking get this with respect. <laughs> he's a real dude, that, you know. I appreciate that. So you say you know it took you mentioned time and long time. So like if we're talking about years and mainly just because everybody thinks that overnight <laughs> it happens in overnight and this podcast is definitely dedicated to how that shit is not overnight. Right. Well, you know, uh, overnight success takes at least 10 years. That's what they say. <laughs> That's know? what they say. 10,000 hours to get here. Uh, so I, how long have you been rapping for? How long have you been doing music for? Like, Well, I started off a poet. I started writing poetry when I was 11, 12. It was like hard times at home. Okay. Um, a lot of crazy shit was going on in my house. And as a kid seeing it, you know, you don't know how to take it. So I, I wrote poetry and I drew comic books. Um, and I met this guy. His name is Neil Smurf, Street Rebirth. Um, and he, you know, he saw something in me and he taught me how to make it into music. And he literally took me from, like, just being stupid out there fighting and starting fights and other things I'd rather not speak on. And he said, you know, you're either going to make music with me and stay in the studio all day you're gonna stay out there in the streets and do dumb shit all day and and i started rapping and i say i started to go hard around the age of like 17 18 um then i had kids around 21 yeah i had my first kid and i had to pause and make sure my kids was good and i had income for that and i came back into it i want to say around 24 and ever since then i just haven't stopped uh, I mean, so I'd say straight through from 24 to now, I'm 28, going to be 29, you know? So going on five years solid, but with the foundation of like yeah, yeah. three, had, four, four yeah. five years. So you're would, in that 10, 15. I would say, yeah. yeah. I started off with a lot of people, like one of my homies, shout out Christian Ford. He got signed to Mad Science, uh, DJ Quick's label. Uh, a lot of my homies is doing big things. And, you know, they still, they still mess with me. And, right, right, and I'm right. appreciative of that. And the fact that even though, like, I started off, man, I, start, I started off doing Reverie shows. Like, she would book me for her openings. And, you know, like, I, I started where, like, I guess a lot of people my age in the underground started. I just had to take a break and step away. And right. just be like, I, I'm, a, I'm a dad first. And then all this other shit. You know what, though? I bet a lot of people respect you for that way more. Because, like, I, I mean... 
we know too many Debbie dads, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like a, yeah. there's some kind of cultural thing in this area or with the fuck, whatever the fuck I think it is. in the world, man. I yeah. Think a, a man who's not ready to be a dad. And I'm not going to say I was ready. I don't think anybody ever is ready. Right. But, but you uh, rose to the challenge. I, ro- I definitely, and, and everybody thinks my wife, every time they used to see her right after... You know, my ch- drastic change in life, they think, are like, you changed them, man. <laughs> you, they're kind of like her and my homie Smurf. They both were like, Yo, you, y'all ch- you changed them. You got them on, a, on the right path. And I agree. Um, I, I didn't take myself serious until I had kids. You know, I was, a kinda, I was a guy out there that you tell him to do something stupid. He was going to go do something stupid and crazy just on a dare. But thankfully, I... So you were always a hothead. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I was I was way worse when I was younger. I was, <laughs> I, was I wouldn't even say nothing. I'd just go up to you and hit you, no, man. No, damn. Like, I would just be like, what do you do? Oh, okay. You know, that's just the way I got down. But thank, so, thankfully, I got kids now, so I got a reason right, to not right, right. go to jail. <laughs> or get killed. You need yeah. incentives, right? Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you need some incentives, yeah. man. So uh, when you took your pause... Were you always planning to go back to music? Was that always a thing, or was it like something that was like gnawing at you? That I think you... at one point I I kind of gave up because um, I would still write and rap and everything. You just weren't playing shows or putting out music. Or I anything. wasn't playing shows. I wasn't putting out music. I was working on this eternal project that never was gonna get done. And actually, when I decided to come back, it was a conversation with my wife and with my my brother Smurf. Um, and I, I told them both separately, like, yo, I want to do this again, man. Like, I feel empty without it. Like, I'm a dad. I love being a dad, but I feel empty without it. And they both were like, well, let's do it. I was like, but if I do it, I'm going to do it. Like, man. hard. I'm going to go hard. And I built my studio in my backyard, man. Fully, you've been there. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. got a booth control room. And I just was like, let's go. And uh, shout out to Freeverse from, uh, used to be from Beat Mechanics. I don't know what his crew is. He was the first person to give me beats when I came back. A lot of people, even though they knew me, they weren't messing with me because they were like, oh, you're not taking it serious. Right. You're a dad now. Yeah. You're, you're you got the dad now. bod. But, you know, yeah, I do <laughs> rocking, got the dad right, bod. Rocking going, the parent hat. <laughs> I still got it. But, well, the parent cap, you know. Parent cap. Yeah. Uh... But, uh, you know, I came back and the people who did believe in me, they messed with me. And the people who didn't, I think I'm proving them wrong right now. So, there we go. <laughs> and so what was your first move to get back? Because I feel like a lot of people probably have a similar journey, maybe not just in music, but they had a goal and then life happens and then they got to kind of make a strategy. Because obviously you had two, you had conversations with the two like, most important people that were going to My first goal was to, to drop a strong project and play wherever I could play. Because I, I, had, I had ties with a lot of promotional groups and whatnot in L.A., um, but the first show I did was with my boy Barlos. I had a deep crew at the time, but the only one that was able to actually go with me to New York and perform, because I got a show opportunity in New York, was my boy Barlos. And we went to New York with flyers, with our mixtape, with that little QR code that really didn't turn into anything. Yeah, no, it never became a <laughs> anyway, thing. Anyway, but People still use them. They still use them, but they really never turned into anything. They use them for like Snapchat and Venmo. You got to download but, a fucking reader, yeah, like your phone doesn't stupid. do it. Yeah, no. Anyway, at that time it was new, so I thought it was going to take off. So I put them on all my flyers. We went to New York. We did this thing at the Club Pyramid in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And that's actually where Fetty Wap got his start. Uh, so he hadn't. Fetty Wap wasn't Fetty Wap yet. This was before him. And it was with DJ, I think it was Absolute. It was one of them uh, heavy hitters. I was throwing this event at the Pyramid, and it was a competition. We didn't win. Some guy with the 
like he had a it was a gimmick rapper he had like a dude on stage with a mascot outfit of a purple smurf for syrup that one but it's all good we got our start there was that based like on the crowd too as well like where you now i want to say the crowd was pretty unresponsive okay it's a whole mess of cats that were in the competition got you got you uh, but i mean you know uh we learned a lot from that trip we got our name out of new york uh we made some connections we came back out here and we just hit the floor running performing everywhere we could i still like i said had those connects and uh you know made it where i'm at now i got my own event in la it's pretty respectable i'd say (laughs) yeah no i mean honestly the first one i went to was the first one was the first one yeah yeah. oh yeah yeah, that's what i meant i meant the first one that i was at (laughs) like the first one uh it was popping for a Wednesday with a cover. It. I was, yeah, I was surprised, you know, because I didn't know what to expect, right? You never know. What I gotta to say, I mean, I wasn't. We put in the work, man. We put in the work. We did paper flyers. We did posters. We did uh, online pushes. We did everything we could in every way to bring people to the event, and we do it every event. We do the same, same formula. And every event has been. It's been popping. Yeah, poppin', I mean, poppin', and poppin'. if you haven't seen the videos that you know, I, I take them with my iPhone or whatever the fuck I can get a hold of, and just to cut, just so people could see yeah, what's happening. Yeah, it was good looking too. That's another thing you did it after that that situation. You made a video. I was like, oh, this is pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Can't lie, this is pretty dope. <laughs> You're like, I fucking hate <laughs> this guy, but it's this tired. guy I don't like him, but it's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Hip Hop's May 23rd on Wednesday. We got a lot of dope acts. We got Noah James, who's, you know, the boo, uh, Majin Boo of, uh, the, uh, <laughs> of rap, man. Yeah. You know, the Boo's Orca. Hungry. Calls yeah. himself no, the Orca. The yeah. Orca. But he has that song, yeah, Boo's yeah. Hungry. Boo's Hungry. Dope as hell. Um, we got KT the Terrible, who's also one of the people who believed in me and gave me a beat in the beginning. Is that uh, the beat that we got on? Was that one of his? Uh, might have been. It was yeah. You know what? It was KT's. Yeah. Um. Just so fire. yeah, he's he's amazing, man. He went to high school with me. He's a dope guy. He does a lot of stuff up north. He has a lot of tracks with Alexander Spitz, as far as I know. He's dropping a lot of new stuff, uh, producing for other people. Then there's also 60 East. I don't know a lot about him. I know he has his own event. And he has a nice following and nice Latin vibe and music. Then there's also Alf Boss, who everyone else knows is Alpha MC. He came up in the Lemert scene, a battle rapper. Um, but the same dude that was doing uh, Low End Theory and at the airliner and shit. He was um, doing. Or he had a stage there. Or I don't something. think he had a stage. He had the smell uh, in no. downtown. He had an okay. event at the smell, which is usually a punk rock spot. Gotcha. Because he is a punk rock type of dude, but he makes hip hop. He raps. Right, he right, raps right. his ass off, so he can rap. He's like him and I would call him and Verbs like Vegeta and Goku, like of that scene you know Got i would you. always i would always say that to them um well so they're always just trying to like level up and fucking yeah, yeah. going they're hard going, in the paint going at yeah. each other yeah 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 um but they're homies and uh we got the do right collective who my dj uh zion who djs all my events and also he came from the b-side show he's got a heavy heavy connection to hip-hop but he also does edm has a hip-hop band uh, so they're going to perform, do some spoken word. And oh, that's sick. I'm not going to say more on what they're going to do. You guys got to come see, but it's crazy, like super crazy. Um, great, great musical vibe. You know what I like about your event, too, is that it tries to highlight all the elements. You right. know, you got some sick-ass DJs who are actually scratching and doing, right. like, turntablism. You got, like, B-boys dancing, right. art, MCs, people making beats. I feel like... It's like a a whole like. We even got it, a table you could do your own graffiti at. Man. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's a hip hop. It's definitely a hip hop event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my. That was my. I feel like the generation that's coming up right now is missing that. Right. And so we're doing that and and beer. 
you know, because I love to drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love yeah. the beer culture. And I was actually blessed to get Golden Road because it's my favorite craft beer. Oh, before you so, were yeah, working Golden with Road, them? Golden Road's my favorite craft wow. beer. Wow. So when so I got meant to be. When I got the offer, I was like, this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's playing with my heart right now. And when I went to the meeting, and my girl Melissa, Melissa Hines, she's the one who hooked it up. She, uh, she was, she's a manager there. And she had all the managers at the table. And dude, dude comes in, Rick. He's, he's cool as hell, but you know, at the time I thought he's like he's, he's a, like the square. Yeah, he's like yeah, yeah. He looks like a square, cut, but dude, from what yeah. I hear, he break dances too. So Uh-oh. Rick, if you're listening, um, you gotta drop, you gotta a drop a little, you know, <laughs> little performance. Yeah, man. Uh, he came in. He's like, well, I don't know anything about you, but they tell me you do hip hop. Tell me what you think a hip hop show is, and I told him, man, like I think a hip hop show should be all the pillars of hip hop as best it could be portrayed and i think it should never be oversaturated i don't think we should ever repeat uh you know lineups like most of these hip-hop shows and i don't think we should have show uh set after set after set i think we should have set space where people could dance and groove like a party because that's hip-hop is about feeling good too it's not just about bars as most of you purists may think purists you know i i love y'all but uh understand it doesn't always have to be lyriced out like you got a vibe too and then bring back another set bring back another set have some break dancing have some graffiti or art on the side that's hip-hop based and you know vendors beautiful vendors we have great stuff there and great food and beer yeah the bo- the, f- the, f- <laughs> the food and beer are bomb like honestly that's usually the selling point that i get for people yeah because it's a wednesday come out of work they want to chill they're like i'm hungry and i like, do they serve bomb ass food here you can get a beer listen to good music right exactly and so that was the vision did you have any uh any hangups? Was there something that you wanted to do that they said, nah? Or was there something that they wanted to do nah, where you were like, man. nah, that's not the move? I got to say, like, they told me, like, all right, we're going to give you this day. What's your budget? I gave them my budget. And, you know, they agreed to it. Um, I should ask for more. Uh, <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, I'm, really, playing. I'm, really, I'm really happy. I'm really happy about what they gave me. Um, and, you know, I think we're one of the only events that actually pays everybody that performs. Yeah. They don't have to pay to perform. Definitely. And I think that's another vibe that, that adds to us growing is the fact that, you know, people want to perform. You know, I feel like you usually have shows and, like, the artist is like, he can't get there. Why? Because he doesn't have gas money or he doesn't have, because we're struggling. You know, we're artists. We're up and coming. And right. you tell somebody you're going to get yeah, at least gas money and some dream tickets. You're going to have a good time. You're going to have to perform. You're going to push your stuff. We're going to promote the shit yeah, out of you exactly. on the flyers, on a exactly. print. And yeah. we do. We promote the shit out oh, of yeah. everyone, even when they're lazy and don't promote their own shows. If any of you rappers that don't promote your own shows are listening, you're only fucking yourself up. You are <laughs> only fucking yourself up. Only fucking yourself. That's it. One more All time right. for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Only for, <laughs> nah, all right. You guys get it though. Um, you know what though? That's a good thing we should talk about because yeah. I feel like a lot of the artists that we know is because they're fucking going hard in the paint. They're right. they're out at shows that they're not performing at. They're talking, you know, they're passing out yeah. things. They're selling stuff and like, like me. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I think that's that's a big point that like people uh, yeah. always forget about that especially when they get booked for a show and it like, oh, a it's promo- the promoter's job to get it people- is a promoter's job to promote the event yes but it's also the artist's job to tell people about it you're not kendrick lamar homie like you're not at big you're I'm- not to the point where if you just say i'm gonna be here at six o'clock on Tuesday, on Tuesday, you say on this, Tuesday. it'll blow up. And no. it's $5 to get yeah, in on a no, Tuesday. No, bro, yeah. no. Nobody's that big. Nobody's bigger than an event these days, you know what I'm no, saying? No. And that's one thing I learned from Jelani, because I used to be like, no, nah, man, you know, I don't want them to, to F up the event. But nah, he, he was like, nobody's bigger than the event. The you, event is what the matters. Event you is what sound matters. just like that. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> nobody's bigger than the event. <laughs> 
if you're listening, we love you. We love you, uh, we love you. He's nah. sleeping though, cause nah, he just yeah, got, back from, got back from yeah. ABC, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be there, help my boy Smurf sell merch, but couldn't do it. I got, mm, got a family. Dang. Oh, my sister just graduated with an MBA. Boop, boop, we celebrated boop, that. Shout out to you, Lola Asu. If any of y'all hit on you, good luck. <laughs> you're not. You're not worthy. You're not worthy. So uh, I have a question. I recently did a performance where I fucked up, forgot bars, and uh, like just totally botched it. And I was just. I realized I. I've been so busy. I don't really practice anymore. Right, like, right. do you? How often do you practice? Do, do you like? Are you constantly going over your instrumentals? Are you, and you're in the studio like every night, right? Like, yeah. so how does, do you put in time? Like, do you work, like, what's your work ethic? When I have a show like? coming up, I try to plan out a set and make time uh, for it. Uh, usually, usually, but sometimes time doesn't allow it. And I just play the instrumental in my car. Just on the way around. to work. Yeah. On the, way. The, the one thing I learned from my boy Smurf, Street Rebirth, um, at Street Rebirth, if you guys haven't heard of him, follow him. He taught me, like, make the most. Literally, my uncle would hire us for these odd jobs because he has a construction company. And Smurf would be, like, pushing the sander, like, yo, come up with some lyrics right now. Let's, let's come up with some lyrics. So, <laughs> like, to the beat yeah, of the sander? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> he's music. He was actually captain of the step team. So he probably could have came up with something, right? But, nah, he was... Uh, I'm sorry. Was I too loud? No, no, no. Uh, I hit my shit. Like, uh, I got too uh, excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> you probably could have came up with a beat, but what he taught me was just to make the most out of every minute. You could write bars while you drive. You could write bars while you work. And, you know, I'm... I'm I said, you saw me, right? I write pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I got really good at it. So, uh, thankfully, I got a nice vocabulary. I write yeah. pretty quick, too. Yeah. But I always... Like, I, I'm... I'm always bad about remembering stuff because I even sometimes will track it like reading it off my phone or whatever right. and then like i never actually go i, to the I got lazy since i got my studio i used to memorize everything before i recorded it because you were paying to be somewhere and you no, wanted I to never, be on I, point I, and shit not really actually i was blessed we just had homies but uh i just was taught that when you go somewhere to record you had to just be ready and so i would go in with my my shit memorized if they wanted me to change it it was already memorized so all i had to be was like all right take out that word i actually got to a point where i could just write without paper you know um but then i got lazy as hell i you know, well i wouldn't say lazy man I just, you got busy i got busy and and i couldn't sit there for 30 minutes and go over eight bars in my head instead of writing it down just be like da 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 all right da 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 you know uh so i couldn't do that anymore so i just was like all right, i gotta write it and then i gotta memorize it later um and i i mean i'm pretty good at that too <laughs> like i can yeah. perform any of my songs but yeah no nah, definitely you gotta practice you gotta practice man. i need to practice you gotta pr you practice know, is a is a king and the know? thing is like when i had a band i felt like it was easier to practice because it was like oh we're a band we're gonna meet two times a week and that was like set time we were practicing even in between well yeah <laughs> but i had like like i feel like they were keeping me accountable like right, if i right. showed up and i sucked like i couldn't do that that's definitely a thing that was happening in my city we used to be deeper we used to be three mcs and uh when we were three mcs it was kind of like a thing like it was like all right we're gonna come in like have better, your bars ready better be on point have your bars ready and then there would always be one of us that didn't have our bars ready and we would all bang on them yeah and, yeah yeah and, like it just became a thing if you didn't have your bars ready it happened to me a couple times just a couple just I'm a couple, usually, just two. Usually pretty on point with that kind of shit, because uh, I hate it. It's like one of my pet peeves. If you're told to do something and you come in and you're not ready, it it annoys the crap out of me. Like it's just like, wow, why? Why? What were you doing? What were you doing that you were more busy than I was and I got my shit together? Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, was, I was on Instagram yeah. <laughs> promoting myself, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> talking to females, <laughs> spitting game on Snapchat, sli sliding into DMs and being ignored with the next fifty. Uh oh, <laughs> you know? uh oh. 
All right. Yeah, All right. Man. Don't call him out, dog. Don't call him <laughs> out. <laughs> so uh, I'm curious. Uh, you have beautiful family, Thank great you. job, Thank fucking you. thriving event. Thank you. Uh, new music coming out. So what is next for the guy that has everything right now? What's like, you know what? Are you just trying to make hip-hop sustainable and have it? Are you focusing everything on that right now? I don't want to Do say you... too much on my plans for hip-hops, but... Uh... If everything pans out the way I want it to pan out, it's going to be bigger than it is now. Okay. And uh, for the music end, my plan is to tour. Uh, I want to tour sometime, hopefully end of the year, if not next year. Like tour, tour, like out for like gone for three months, or, like Weekend Warrior you know, stuff? It'll probably, be, like, it'll probably start off Weekend Warrior stuff, you know, up north, come back, you know, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I do have my stable job. It's not going to be until it's sustainable outside of that you're going to peace out on that, that yeah. I'll be able to peace out. Um but besides, you know, like, by, besides hip-hop and my music, you know, there's a lot of things, that, goals I have to meet with my family as well. Before I could take other steps, I have to make sure my house is, is kept, make sure I have my own house. Um, you know, my business is thriving, so they're up kept while I'm away. So there's a lot of steps to it, but I think I'm getting to all of it, you know? So yeah. just, I want to make hip-hop bigger than it is. I want to tour. And I want to drop music, man, that people like right now. I dropped Independent, which you used for that first video. That shit was dope. Thank you. And actually, I don't know if Jelani told you, but I, I was really feeling that song because I feel like that's the message we're always told. Like, right. for Especially from, like, Latino uh, parents. Like, you I know. told them my dreams and you yeah. know what they said. No lo puedes hacer. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's like, what? Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. You know that shit. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I had to edit it. Yeah. Like, you know when I was in the I video? I like eight times, man. Yeah. No but, no, but also, like, it resonated with me because it was one of those things where I was like, dog, I've had this conversation, you know? Or, like, right, yeah. and maybe I, they don't even tell you, like, that cold, but they tell you some other shit that basically means that. Like, oh, yeah. like. I'm blessed, though. I'm blessed. Like, my moms and my pops always tell me, what are you going to do it? be the best at it? Whatever you do. And that's why I work hard. I, my, I wasn't naturally gifted with music. I wasn't naturally gifted with words. But I was given a brain and two hands, two feet. And I, I worked my ass off. Right. Every day. I, wait, I, I, I might not be, like they say, you not, might not be the most naturally talented, but you can outwork anybody. Right. What's the, they say, uh... Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the truth. And honestly, when I first started too, I didn't. I was not. No, I was not a good rapper. We're having this conversation. <laughs> my, bro, my brother was like, "All you rap about is weed," and I'm yeah. like, "Bro, I'm 18. That's all I know about. That's all I know. That's all I know. I I'm not doing anything else except smoking weed and oh, hanging out man. with people. Like, yeah. what else am I supposed to rap about? Yeah, man. Oh man, it's funny though. You uh, you said something to me that made me laugh, and I tweeted it. You were like, "You're gonna be like the DJ Khaled, except you can actually DJ." <laughs> Another one. Uh, oh man, yeah, man, sneaky. So, uh, what's your uh, what's your writing process like? Obviously, you have like a library of beats that you can go yeah, through. Like, yeah. do you have like verses written, and you try to find a beat to I fit never, it? I'm not, I can never be that guy. I don't know why. I just I I've been in the studio and I play beats for people, and they're like, oh, let me try this verse to it, and I'm like, damn, I I can't do that. Like, I have to feel the beat. Like, I could. The way I write my verses is so that they can go on any beat. You just might have to speed it up or slow it down. That's the way I was taught to write. But the uh, the process for me is I hear the beat. It makes me feel a certain way. I write what I feel, kind of freestyle the first bar. And then from there, I just kind of like freestyle or just fill the words. And I actually write more than 16 bars. Oh, you're one of those? Yeah, I you write like, like 32, I write 64. Like, I just write everything that comes out and then I like 
take that out, take that out, take oh, that out. That's just how I work. That's so good. Like, you know, and then that's, yeah, like my favorite rapper is Eminem. So, old, mostly old Eminem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. That's what most people say. Yeah. I studied him like a Stan would. Like I studied the shit out of him and like the way he would write was like literally he would break down a long word and just break it down. So when I would write, I'd come up with like a bar and then I'd write like four bars that rhyme already or three bars that rhyme with it but then I take out this doesn't make sense this is a filler bar this makes sense you know and I piece it up like a puzzle and that's just that's right. my process then I write it out I either record it and memorize it memorize it and record it because I have a studio I could do scratch vocals right. and memorize it and then go back and record the final so so you never what about hooks like do you do hook oh, ever come yeah. up with a hook first yeah, and like I, like you feel the hook like i usually well it depends if the beats see that's the beat totally tells me dictates to everything the, yeah. the beat dictates for me like if i write the, the song beginning to end so if i hear the beat and i listen to the beat one time two times I break down, this is the chorus, this is the verse, this is the bridge. If it's not somebody making the beat for me right there, otherwise I would dictate what they're doing, right? Right, right, right. But, okay, so this chorus part, all right, I'm going to write the chorus first, and usually it dictates the rest of the song, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just a verse, and the verse will be some hard shit, and then I'll be like, but the chorus is on some melody, and I'll try to find the melody that fits, and I'm not going to give away more secrets. Right, 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 yeah. right. <laughs> That's, and then after that, you know, the bridge and everything, and thanks to my boy Street Rebirth, he taught me how, how to, to write how to yeah, yeah, yeah. a song. That's, man, most of these rappers out here that, that aren't hitting with their music, not to say I'm super hitting, but that their music doesn't hit for even when they perform, um, learn song structure. Yeah. That's it. You don't have to be like everyone else and make an eight-bar chorus, a four-bar bridge, pre-chorus, whatever, and a verse, but make a two-bar chorus that, that sounds good and people will say, you know, um, and just repeat it twice. Or But... Find structure. You have to have structure. And everything is structured. Music is mathematical. Mathematics is universally structured. So always find structure. I think a lot of that has to do something with the producers, too. Because I remember when I first started and I was working with other people who were willing to give me shit for free because uh -huh. they were just starting. They didn't know what like, they were doing. They, yeah. <laughs> they, they had, like, you know, they were like, oh, this loop's so tight. I'm going to let it play out for 32. Uh -huh. And then I'd write 32, you know? And then, like. And then you'd hope that they go back. I hate that, man. You <laughs> hope that they go back and put drops in it, like, around your verses, and they're not going to do that. No, 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 no they're free. not. They don't yeah. want to put the effort no, in. No, definitely not. Damn, you're talking about people having stems. That's yeah. like. That's that, man. <laughs> to this day, when I ask for beat and people don't get well see it's the difference like you could ask for stems or they could just do it for you and if the person's willing to do the changes for you that's cool but if you ask for stems and they don't want to give them to you even though the beat sure is like it's like did you make the beat like what what is going on you know uh, yeah and i think it's also like they a lot of people don't realize that the more stems you have, the better the production quality right, will come right, out. Right, right, And so they're like, yo, the beat's hard. And I'm like, but it could sound harder. Yeah, the top the top producers I've worked with, and I've worked with some pretty big heads, uh, that's the first thing they send you is the stems. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, piece it up how you want to piece it, write to it how you want to write it up, and then send it back. If you're mixing with them, send it back, I'll mix it. And if you got, you know, it depends on your agreement, but master mix, whatever. But the ones that don't really know what they're doing, or the I wouldn't even say that. Just the ones that don't care will right. send you a loop beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? With and the same shit, no changes, no fill, no drum with fill. ten tags in it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like as if you stole it from SoundClick or something. So what was your, uh, what do you think was like one of the hardest things to overcome? And like in your music journey, what was that thing where like. I'm shy. 
You're shy. I'm shy. I do not believe that. I'm so I'm I'm nervous all the time, bro. I'm Are you nervous right so, now? Nah. All right. Yeah, we're comfortable. <laughs> oh, we're cool. I, got yeah, it. Yeah, we're cool. <laughs> we, we got a rapport, but uh, I'm a pretty shy shy guy. Um, I like in a party, I I could talk to you, I could speak to you, but when it comes to like stage and lights and actions and all that, I'm super shy. Um, I'm blessed though. I had this acting teacher. And he told me, man, like... What grade or what? No, this was college, PCC. Okay, uh, okay. Mr. Bernstein, I think his name was. Shout, Shout out, out to Mr. Bernstein, if you out there. Uh, yeah, so uh, in college, uh, he told me... He told everyone in the class, he was like, if you're nervous up here... Well, first he said, when you're on stage, just have a purpose. And if you're nervous, just remember... He had like the squeaky voice. If you're nervous, just remember that it's just energy and just transform that energy into working energy and work it and that shit stuck with me man and, and you, do you consciously tell yourself that shit in your mind yeah man definitely i'm definitely look man every time i perform before i gotta perform i gotta go take a shit <laughs> I'm be, hey man hey, our, my, our my, engineer Brittany was, man, like, was like God damn. he's like this fool is dropping all the knowledge hey, no i'm just saying the truth man like hey uh, just for full disclosure he did take a shit before we started this interview so I, look, man, it's something about my nerves. It's something about my my blood rushing. I don't know what it is. I got to go use the restroom before a show. It's just the way it goes. If I know the restroom stinks there, like the airliner, that restroom is Jesus. disgusting. Yeah, no. uh, I live right around the corner, thank God. So before I would go there, go. I would go. I would be like, we're not leaving yet. Hold on. Everyone would be in the studio waiting. I'd be like, hold on, man. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> All right, it hit. Let's go. <laughs> like, let's go. Uh, T I know, TMI, but shit, it's the truth, man. Hey, man, Literally. this is recognition <laughs> and respect. We like all the information. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, we talked about a lot. Um, you know, we talked about a lot. We probably shouldn't have talked about, like, right. you know, your yeah. bowel movements or whatever. Shit. But, uh, hey, shit, shit happens. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to fucking tell the people, anybody listening, any shout-outs, any fucking words of wisdom, anything that, you know, how to not piss you off that might just piss off other people, you know? Anything in this last last couple minutes before just I never, wrap up? I mean, it's the golden rule. Never treat people how you don't want to be treated. Stay focused and never stop working. That's it, you know? And shout-out to Street Rebirth, Beauty LA, Smooth J, uh, Higher Ground Promo, The Ill Spot. The Public Golden Road again, May 23rd, this Wednesday. Be there. Uh, shout out to Jay Dizzle uh, for all my video work. Shout out to Maximo JView, everybody in the promo team and the video team that's putting it together for me. And, you know, just shout out to all my loved ones that are out there that are watching and supporting. And remember that you need a support system. Nobody does this alone. It's 10 years of hard work. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? 10,000 hours. And we said this on the last episode. I know there's people that don't have supportive families. They don't have siblings. They don't. Go find those people. Yep. Go find out. Friends, like, man. go find them. Like, go to the spaces where you want to be at and find those people who are going to, like, believe in you, you know? Yep. Uh, you didn't say where they could find your music or any of your yeah, ads. Well, I was waiting for the end. Man. Yeah, yeah. Here we, oh, we oh, no. Yeah, well, I got to rap. I do a little rap at the end, but I want, you know, just do your ads. I know we were there. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, at face, VSI. T like versus in a video game face v-s-i-t face versus it on every forum um streetrebirth.com and beautyla.com 
All right. Thank you, man. Thank Super you, appreciate man. your time. Thank you, my G. All right, y'all. It was another wonderful show. I do have, we are going to be at Mill Crate Mondays. Uh, we're going to be passing out some flyers. We're going to be supporting the event, all vinyl DJs. It's something that, you know, I can't do. So I always like to go and witness things that I can't do. Makes me feel like I need to be better. Uh, Hip Hops this Wednesday. Golden Road Pub. San Fernando Road, Glendale, yep. Atwater, Burbank Whatever area. Whatever it's called, just look just, up. The public Golden Road, Golden Road Brewery will be there, 9 to 1. Don't go to the OC. We're no. in L.A., baby. We're, We're in, in L.A. LA. Not the downtown L1. No, no, the Glendale. Also, San Diego. I will be in you this weekend. I'm doing a couple private events, uh, DJing some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if any of my homies in SD want to come out, meet up, shoot me a text. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I always love going down there. Um, if if you know if my if my people would move down there with me, we would all just like you know. Nah, I love LA. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah, see, that's why I gotta come back. It's feels like this is never gonna move to San Diego. I, I'll chill in San Diego though. I did my bachelor's parties out there, but yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> all right, I, I feel you. I feel you. All right. Thank you. We will be back next Monday and every Monday from 8 to 9 p.m. His song. And we're going to roll out with Faces. Picture this with me and my boy Smurf. Shout out to Biggie, man. We had a sample that, man. Fresh trunk, new fitted, fresh cut, two fitted, limousine, blue tinted, futon in it, pouring down Julio, beasting with my beauty though, old school Coolio, lounging with the homies, sparking us up a cigar, reminiscing about the ponies, taking shots of the bar, on my shoe game, stupid in the Barbie getting bought out, and if that ain't real Louis, then you know you getting caught out, you Michael Bivins, I'm Michael Jackson, you Scotty Pippen, I'm Michael Jordan, but you was bricking, look I was scoring, I play the tortoise, you be the rabbit, I show you magic, still zoom zash on that ass for the cabbage, imagine a little nigga trying to fit in, now I'm pulling up in that Porsche like nigga get in, that's the Charlie Sheen shit for that ass, I'm on my Prince Akeem, gotta have a bitch in the bath, clean. Living. The work worth giving And I curse the lies in prison Through the lies of just 
swishing, him vision, staying driven like them New York taxis. Keep on spazzing like a girl on a rag with a maxi. Ask me why, I'm like, shit, why not? We're from the bully to the bully, from the pusher to hip hop, and I won't stop my successful behavior while haters ask favors. And I sip, sip, and save because I was just so much.